reflection of the book. Cooperation gave us a competitive edge. But what made us put our heads together in the first place? This cooperative desire is reflected in shared narratives. When we share stories, we also share our values. The more we share our journeys, the more we share what we have been through, the more we are allow us to connect with other people. The pace of change is extremely swift. We can now improve our lives nearly effortlessly, but we have lost something in the process, which is the modern era has gained power by rejecting what is the meaning of what we are doing, not reflecting and just being um, in that hamster wheel, competitiveness and all of those things lured by money, ambition and all of those things. In the past, we used everyone to our episode 31 of our podcast Drops of Wisdom section of Cultivating a New Generation. And in today's episode, we are going to talk about the book Homo Deus by Yuval Noah Harari. And we are going to reflect on the topic of how society has change throughout the history, how many events have we overcome, how are we really taking um, good care of the advancements and how are we implementing solutions for the real problems and not just for selfish purposes. So trying to accomplish more by multitasking or just uh, being busy in these times is what is going to lead us also to not assemble the really important aspects of society. How are we changing in this kind of uh, environment, this kind of world? What is the kind of activities that we are doing? What is the kind of role throughout the history, there has been a lot of events that we have surpassed. There has, lot this, there has been a lot of events that show us that we can create breakthroughs and discoveries amazing in an evolutionary scale. But are they really applied to what we really need or are they just following one purpose, which is money? In other aspects, we are far away from being superiors, showing the worst side of emotions through ambition, control, and selfishness. So where the society stands now? We have surpassed a lot of bad things in the past with the Black Death pandemic that killed between 75 to 200 million in Eurasia in the 1300s, and that's about a quarter of the entire population in that time. But nowadays, we have mostly overcome famine and disease. In fact, you are more likely to die from obesity than hunger. In 2010, 3 million died worldwide from obesity. In 2010, right now, should be around 6 to 7 million people dying from obesity. Conversely, malnutrition and famine combined kill only a third of that total. 
we are so advanced that we measure our catastrophes on a different scale. Take, for example, the Ebola crisis, although it was considered a serious modern epidemic, it only killed 1,100,000 people. It's much the same that with the war. It's an exceptional occurrence rather than a given, but you are more likely to die from diabetes, another chronic disease, which killed 1.5 million in 2012 than from war which killed 100,000 in 2012. So right now, we are more dying of these chronic diseases which have been fed by the kind of medicine um, trying to fix symptoms and of course the ambition, control and selfishness that I mentioned through these uh, pharma industries that are constantly creating medications to cover one hole and discover a lot of symptoms or cause a lot of symptoms. Does this matter? Does this kind of reflection really take us somewhere? I hope that it, it does because having this kind of background, this kind of um, memories about the story that we have lived kind of positions ourselves in terms of ethics, in terms of reflecting how can we adjust our goals as a society instead of going backwards. We can aim to live longer or to become happier and stronger. We can do that if we are on the way of becoming a more connected society. In the 20th century, medicine has almost doubled our life expectancy. Some people even think that immortality right now is possible. We also feel that we can live more happily. We have to see that because the simplest things and those blue zones called are demonstrating that, that the simplest um, fixes in our lifestyle and the way we eat, the way we exercise, the way we sleep, those are the best strategies to really live happily and longer and not just fixing symptoms. That's why according to a 2013 survey on drug use and health, over 70 million Americans reported using ecstasy, another kind of drugs, and in many countries that are also suffering from these kind of things, they are luring or they are being lured through the drugs. Why? Because there is emptiness. There is emptiness that is being fostered by the technology and by the kind of mindset of fixing symptoms. Technology is also used to strengthen our bodies. Now paralyzed patients control bionic limbs through thought alone. But it's just a start. We can strive higher yet. Currently, more than 90% of large animals are domesticated. The downsides of this domestication leads to animal suffering, and we are not seeing that. And of course, the pollution that all of this um, domestication comes with. Amazingly, most people are fine with that because it means the desire to eat cheap, to eat plentiful of meat. But what is happening to the environment? What makes us so special 
that we think we can abuse animals like this. Look at it with this way. We aren't metaphysically so different from other animals. We are the same. We are sharing this space. We are sharing this kind of entity, this kind of world, this kind of source energy. So what is the main point of this reflection of the book? Cooperation gave us a competitive edge. But what made us put our heads together in the first place? This cooperative desire is reflected in shared narratives. When we share stories, we also share our values. The more we share our journeys, the more we share what we have been through, the more we are allow us to connect with other people. The pace of change is extremely swift. We can now improve our lives nearly effortlessly, but we have lost something in the process, which is the modern era has gained power by rejecting what is the meaning of what we are doing, not reflecting and just being um, in that hamster wheel, competitiveness and all of those things lured by money, ambition, and all of those things. In the past, we used to believe in divine beings and that the world turned according to a master plan. We had a representation of a God, of a universe. Right now, many people are struggling with that spiritual side. So it is time to reconnect with this spiritual sense of ours. This script gave our life meaning independently of what kind of religion or uh, thing you are doing to nurture your spiritual side. But it, it has also now limited the power to act. We have also gained power to write our own scripts. We can, if we desire, invest in technologies to prevent future famines. That's what we should be doing. However, there is a societal repercussion. Modern society is based on endless growth, and we are seeing that also. For instance, funded research can improve society. Let's say, or let's use an example, a company wanted to make a new fertilizer. For research, this company needs a bank credit, but the bank will only help you if it believes that it can profit in the long term from your product. So if this belief is held true, the economy needs to keep growing for people to buy the new fertilizer. So the bankers will only see how much are you going to give them back in return. That's how the world is moving right now. Modern science is shaking liberalism to its core and renders its philosophical foundations unstable. But we humans face a more tangible threat which is artificial intelligence and technology. Humans are being replaced daily by algorithms. Now, social platforms think faster than you are thinking. You are feeding that information constantly by the content that you are watching, by the content that you are interacting with. You are not noticing, but the more you interact with certain kind of news, you are feeding the algorithm and you are increasing the kind of news that they are going to arrive to you. Just look at how the economies move. Now, political uh, parties, political presidents, and in every nation move through these social platforms. 
as well as we saw the pandemic that also spread a lot of misinformation, a lot of fear, and now research is giving us the truth. As time passes, technology will make more decisions for us. In fact, technologies can already monitor your body data and know you better than you know yourself if you, if you don't really care about your body. Let's take an example of 2011, 11 years ago in Yale University, which made an experiment. Researchers successfully tried an artificial pancreas for diabetes, a pump that was connected to patients' stomach, dispensing insulin or glucagon whenever its sensors detected dangerous blood sugar levels. The patient played no active part in feeding these kind of um, devices. So in the process, we are not considering how much information we are giving to these kind of algorithms and technology. But think about the data you share every time you are interacting with your platforms. Think about how much reason are you putting into choosing the content that you want to watch. Because it is also clear that these kind of social platforms are allowing us to share these kind of messages like the one I'm sharing right now. But if we use it for our own good, we can benefit from that. If we use it to feed the data from these kind of companies, they are going to know you better than you are knowing yourself. So that's the reflection of today. We are being more powerful in many things. We are losing many other uh, emotions, such as compassion, such as empathy, such as cooperation and we don't understand yet that that's the only way that we are going to survive and as a species and that's the only way we are going to evolve as human beings by cooperating by uniting our strengths and by um, helping each other because we are cohabitating this planet whether wherever you are in the world we are sharing the energy we are sharing heartbeats, we are sharing vibrations, we are sharing everything that we feed to a larger source that is the universe. So I hope that this reflection gives you more ethical reasons to know what are you doing with your life. Are you ethically acting correctly? I give you that question so that you can reflect and if you like the content please help me with a reaction or a comment so that these algorithms start spreading more of the information that we really need. Thank you very much for interacting. Thank you, Julie, for interacting in this video. And we need more power of connection. The more we connect, the easier it is going to be for us. Thank you. Have a wonderful afternoon. And remember that on Fridays, I release episodes from the larger podcast or the larger episodes. And in this Friday, I'm going to share a very interesting one about dreams. So stay tuned for Friday. Thank you. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode and integrating with this community to cultivate more awareness and consciousness in your inner health to create a new generation of humans. 
If you want more tools to grow your inner health with science and spirituality merch, visit www.davidortegab.com. Remember that you can subscribe to become a premium member and receive plenty of benefits in all five areas of your life. Nutrition, metabolism, emotional resilience, consciousness and abundance, 